straight, no chaser. Just letting you know, y'all, we, we, we live on all channels. Love it. Let's get busy. So here we are once again. Let's kick this. We got a lot to go through and not a whole lot of time. So thank you once again for listening and tuning in to Straight No Chase of the Podcast. You could have been doing something else. You probably are doing something else, but you're doing at least a little bit of something with us. We appreciate it. We're available all over the place. Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, YouTube, you name it. We there. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all of that stuff, please, and thank you. So we got the fearsome foursome here. We're going to get into it asexually. Uh, Rashim, I'm going to get it to you. What's going on, y'all? Um, Rashim, listen, uh, you know, we promote this 930 thing and we're trying to get our technology straight so we can be on at 930. So, Rose, I saw you in the comments talking about it's 930. OK, now it's 932. We're trying to get there. Hey, Rose, um, now I'm going to throw it up to uh, KG. All right. All right. What up, Mr. Neil? Let's do it. What's going on? Back at it. It's cold. Computer issue, just like the third computer I tried. I'm here. That's what matters. And Rose is one of them people that will always, always have something to say. Rose, we appreciate you. But yeah. Anyway, uh, so we need to get into this. First of all, we got to say rest in peace, Cecily Tyson. Um, for those that unfortunately don't know, passed earlier today, I believe, at the age of 96. Um, a fantastic life, a legend, you know. Rest in peace, join the ancestors and everything. So, yeah, we got to say that. We're rest in peace. I don't, I don't know about y'all. If I remember, first uh, Cecily Tyson movie I saw was um, Bustin' Loose, Richard Pryor, way back in the day. That was like an 81 movie. And um, Classic. Yeah, definitely Very rest in peace classic. to that sister. Rest in peace, Cecily Tyson. She's one with the ancestors. Salute to a life well. Uh, journey well run. Here, here. Did y'all have to watch Sounder back in the day? That was one of the movies that was always on in elementary school. Y'all don't remember that one. That's too no. old. Okay. We yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch what? that. You got to check out Sounder. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's basically where how we you gonna, How you going to transition like that anyway, man? Just give it a moment of silence or something. And silence. Okay. So, um, I mean, she's 96. She had a very long, illustrious life. I was at, I was talking about it earlier today, and she was born in 1920s, in the 1920s. So that means she was in her 40s in the 60s. Think about that shit. And, and if you think about it, her, her being, her mother probably was a sharecropper, if not a slave. Mm -hmm. Absolutely her grandmother. Um Facts. So, you know, when people be thinking about how the slavery thing is, it, it's so far ago. It's so long ago, man. There are people alive today whose parents were working the fields, whose grandparents absolutely were slaves. And, and for me, that's just a couple of generations that helps put things in perspective. I mean, my, my wife's not that she was a slave, but my wife's mom picked cotton. Like my great grandma used to pick cotton. I remember going down there in Louisiana and she was telling me how she used to pick cotton and she was showing me her hands and whatnot. It was, that's it was real. The experiences that the black black Americans have had, it's not too far removed. 
like Joe Biden again, he was in the Senate with people who live with FDR. I mean, time moves along and we all have intersections. You know what I'm saying? Um, but she had 70 years, man, 70 years in the game. She had seven decades in the game as an actress. That is that is phenomenal. Yeah, her and Betty White been around for a long time. Also right. want to say rest in peace to Hank Aaron, mm-hmm. one of the, yes. the greatest baseball players of all time. Also fraternity brother of mine. So just, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hammer and Hank. Yep. So we might as well get this out the way. What are y'all drinking? This is straight no chase of the podcast. So if you do not know, you haven't listened to the show, technically we're supposed to be having drinks and we're sitting around and talking about whatever it is that we talk about. But we haven't done that, but we're going to try to get back to that. So what are y'all drinking, if anything? Well, typically every week I got a little something. I mean, this, right. this is the first week I'm going light with a, with a Dos Equis. But um, yeah, Rob, light. Rob's been very consistent with his drinks. I'm, I'm probably the second most consistent and then... I don't know what y'all are doing. I'm on some Casamigos. Okay. Okay. So you're going to be twisted around 10 o'clock. Very good. This is my second second tequila. So there you go. So out there, if you have something to drink, pour yourself up something too. And uh, yeah, let's get amongst it. Rose got some red blend on deck. Drink with us. Exactly. What kind of red blend are you talking about, Rose? We'll we'll get into that later. But um, so we also got to talk about this whole Robin Hood. GameStop stock market manipulation thing. I don't know how familiar you all are with it. I'm not going to get in deep with it because it'll put people to sleep. But do y'all care remotely that this is happening? I feel like, you know, this is a major, major issue right now. Give give people a little synopsis. Um, In short, uh, a lot of people were trying to invest in certain stocks like GameStop, Express, uh, BlackBerry and a few others, AMC. and we're not allowed AMC, um, Nokia, and we're not allowed to because uh, Robinhood, which is like the little investing app, closed down buying more of those shares. You could sell them if you had them, but you couldn't buy them. And but, so people woke up, and it was been a mess. But but really, to 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 make it plain as to why that was such a big deal, um, and I'm gonna have to get back to these comments in a second. But I want to make sure you understand why that's a big deal is because um, hedge funds and equity firms have been shorting stock since forever. And the shortest stock typically means if, if they think a company stock is going to go down, they will borrow the stock from the, from the brokerage firm. They will borrow somebody's stock, sell the stock that they borrowed at a high price, but mm-hmm. borrow the stock sold it at $50 and then wait for that stock to drop to a dollar. And then you would sell the stock you borrowed for a dollar. I mean, you would buy it back. Pardon me, you buy it back for a dollar. You sold it for 50 and then you buy it back for a dollar. You made $49 on stock you borrowed. You didn't even own that stock. So what happened, the little guys was like, well, they're trying to short GameStop. So what we're going to do is we're going to buy it up so that the price never drops. It consistently goes up. So when it's time for them to buy back, they're not going to buy it at a lower price. They got to buy it at a much higher price. And they were pissed. They were pissed. It was like $70 billion they got hit with just off of GameStop alone. So now you got Robinhood who's like, oh, stop the volatility. We can't let the price go up that crazy. But Robinhood wasn't trying to stop it when hedge fund managers and, and equity firms were shorting companies. And they do it expressly to break companies, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to get my money. And if they get caught up, you know, and they, 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 um, collateral damage, so be it. So right. I, I got an issue with them. I got a well, part of it too. They were, care. they, um, there's an article that stated that Robin Hood probably didn't have the money, the liquid funds to pay out, um, when people tried to cash out. So I can see that, you know, you got, you got all these different type of applications that's involved in, you know, money transactions or financial transactions and they're really not even then liquid. You know what I mean? Well, so that's yeah. not actually, uh, that's, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that necessarily applies in this case because they were saying that you could sell what you had, but you couldn't buy no more. So they was, that's, it's people that would be putting money into Robin Hood and they were like, no, 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 no. Don't buy no more of this. Go buy something else. And if you got some of this, you can sell it. I but just, that's I just said it. That's what the article said, man. I, right. say, I said it. Right. And, I, mean, and, I, said, and, I sent you the article. And those both those those two things can both be true at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, because if you allow them to continue to sell, the I mean, continue to buy, the the price will go up even um, more than it was. I mean, it was at like almost four hundred at one point in time. We right. Could, we could have woke up tomorrow and that price could have been six hundred. Because let's go, baby. And, and and at that point, the thing that gets me it's it, it's a Reddit group, um, Wall Street bets. And they were the ones with they had like three million followers at the time. Now they got over five million. They were the ones that was like, listen, we we gotta we gotta take care of GameStop. Right. So they went ahead and and their members started to buy that stuff up. And their whole thing is about holding the stock, buying it and holding it, and making sure that if the if the if the hedge funds, if they gotta buy the stock back, it's at a higher price. Right. My thing is if I'm holding on the Fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of stock because I I bought it at five dollars a share. I don't think I'm that that down with the movement. I'm selling it. I'm, I'm sorry, Wall Street. See, that's, that's the problem. I, I, they like hold, hold, don't, and they are proud. They, yes. I'm gonna hold this even if it hits the floor. Mm-mm. I got, I got, I got mortgage. I got family. But you are defeat. That's defeating the whole purpose. But you know, we don't want to put nobody to sleep, and we are absolutely not giving anybody any kind of investment advice. Purpose. Please do not listen to anything we're saying as far as putting your money into the stock market. But it is very interesting, you know, that all this happened and there was all this hoopla about it. And it's like, uh, this is kind of replaced sports for me. You know what I'm saying? We don't have live sports anymore, or we, we don't to the degree that we did. Ooh, but, Stocks. Yeah. We do have live sports. I mean, we do, but you can't go to it, is what I'm saying. Yes, you can. Depends on the city you win. So <sighs> some stadiums won't let you in. Some will, you know. But either which way, Texas. I get your point. I get we, your point. we understand, Keltrick. But yeah, so that's basically that. With uh, It's going to be very interesting to see how it all develops tomorrow. And I love the fact that uh, so many more people are getting you know, involved with investing and in the stock market and Wall Street and, you know, just getting more information about it. I don't know. Pretty cool. I can't really say that. I mean, a lot of it generated from Reddit. Like it was, a, I think there was a Reddit group that suggested yeah. doing this. It's like a, it's like a movement, kind of like Anonymous was on Twitter. It was um, the, Wall, the Wall Street Bets. That's the name of the group that, that was yeah. out there. Did they shut right. it down. They, it's, they, it's, it's, it's reopened, though. They reopened it because when they when I saw they shut it down, I went to go check it out and Me I was too. able to get right in it. So I'm I'm, I'm part of the five million. Me too. Wait, wait, for, the, <laughs> wait for them to pick the next stock. I got so money I, in it. I'm ready. I'm like, clean. yes. Let's take this to the moon, baby. I love I all a, that. I got, I got a couple of nickels I can throw in there. Right. Word. So that's where we at with it. But do your own research out there, internet. And it's just one of them things that you know is good for people to be educated about and so on and so forth. But um, let's see what else we got. Uh we also got to talk about this situation, unfortunately, with Chad Wheeler. Mm. Are y'all familiar with this man, Chad Wheeler? Mm-hmm. Tell the people. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chad Wheeler is a football player that has been accused by his a white football player. I think that's important. He's a white football player, a pro football player, and he uh, beat and choked his wife or girlfriend or live-in situation or whatever, um, who is a black woman, and like beat her down, choked her, domestic violence, and so on and so forth. And this happened real recently. I want to say like last week. Last weekend. Last weekend. And the reason I bring all this up is because he says that um, he was having a manic episode. And is that, I feel like, acceptable? In other words, like, this, he, he had a manic episode, from what I understand. Mania, kind of lose it, snap off. It is what it is. Should she stay in that situation, help him through it, get out? What do y'all think about that? Well, I, I want one important point to add is she lost consciousness. Mm-hmm. And when she woke up, he looked at her and was like, you still breathing? So mm. that was a, that's an important add to the context of your story. But yes. Mm, mm, mm. Like there is no, there, I'm sorry, um, manic, bipolar, whatever, schizophrenia. Mm, I I can't. Sorry, I just I can't see it. I can't see it. it I mean, um, Rita was talking about Seattle needs to, to go ahead and, and handle that quickly. But um, he's he's already off the team. He's already yeah. off the team. Yeah, his contract me, wasn't renewed. Yeah, that that that's that's enough. That's I yeah. mean that's not enough. Um, he needs he needs a lot more to happen to him. Um, this needs to be handled in, in, in the criminal justice system. I'm hoping sis um go that route and and not go the route of some sisters who might just like be like, nah, you know, he's had enough that happened to him. No, no, no. That dude and I just I can't imagine if that was family of mine. That's all. I, I, I can't imagine I can't imagine what that what that mean for, for him, for for me. Like your manic doesn't have anything to do with it. Mm. I don't care. I mean, I would agree as well. I mean, I feel like this is unfortunately a situation that we we are all going to agree on this one. So, yeah, she should be out uh, in light of like what happened with the woman that was with the guy that played football in Baltimore. And he, Ray, like, Rice. Out. Ray Rice. There you go. Mm-hmm. Knocked out in the elevator. She wound up staying with him. You they know, got Liz- married. Actually, they, they got married. So she wouldn't testify against him. Mm. But I don't know if there's reason, but people argue, people say that she got married to him. So when they went to court, she would not be forced to testify against him. Yeah, well, and they're still together. Spouses can't can't be compelled. To, compelled. Yeah. Here's what I would say about the situation. I think I think it is an interesting wrinkle that he has a a condition. I don't think that absolves him from any responsibility of his condition because if you break the law and you have these these issues, you still are held accountable. Um, and if you are african-american or a person of color you could be killed if you break the law uh, even a minor you know law infraction even if you do have a mental illness so hell no nah, he shouldn't be held less accountable because you know he had a manic a manic episode if she should run um she should get out get paid be a spokesperson about you know her experience to some extent if she chooses to do that and uh just stay safe man she really got messed up in in the photos. I, you know, it's, it's a it's a real it's a real crucial situation. Yeah, those photos were hard to look at. Yes, they were mm-hmm. hard to. And and I can't imagine being you know a woman in a relationship with someone that that you believe or think loves you, 
and is able to do that to you no matter what what mental state they're in so um so i could definitely see like she may need very much may need to talk to somebody yeah she will i mean you think about it right Mm -hmm. i would i would be curious if somebody has a mental illness I would assume they have like an emergency plan if things progress in a certain direction. Like how do, how can you support this person in scenario? Mm-hmm. I can't believe this is the first time he's did something like this. See, but here's I, the thing, and I, I would, I don't know if he hasn't done anything like this. Like you know, she would not know or be aware of his triggers, or he would not be aware of his triggers, and they would kind of have that conversation. So it just something about the story don't really make a lot of sense to me. It just it seems a little fishy. Um, I don't, you know, until she speaks, I heard his version of it of the manic, manic episode. She has not said anything that I'm aware of t- to date. When she talks and shares her version of the events, then I'll figure out what's going on. I'm I'm hoping that she doesn't talk, and if she does, she talks just to to law enforcement. Um, because just because someone has a, a mental uh, uh um challenge if they have yeah, mental disability they they, they mental um, wellness is off like violence is not an automatic thing it's not so you, I, for me he can't use manic bipolar disorder as a reason because people who suffer from those can be contained within a community and i i don't want to give him new no absolute window to crawl through or crawl out of or a loophole just because he manic does not give him a pass he still can be criminally responsible for what he did and and he needs to be held to, to and be accountable for that regardless of his mental situation you guys heard about the reason why it even happened because she wouldn't she wouldn't bow to him she wouldn't bow to him which for me manic is i snapped so you snap because she wouldn't bow to you? Something's already off if you want her to bow to you. You know what I'm saying? Something's already off. So I'm just like, throw him and anyone who supports him in the trash out the window. I'm the cancel culture. I'm with it. That that he needs to be canceled. He doesn't need to be canceled. I'm I'm a firm believer that brother, if it if you something's going on in your relationship and you feel like you've been disrespected, call out your name, or or she says something or did something to you. Just walk away. Mm-hmm. You don't got to put your hand on her. You definitely don't got to kill her. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen that happen. Just walk away. That's right. all you got to do. How about we just say that we pray for both of them? Because I think Keltrick said the point that this ain't the first time it happened. So let's say that, you know, she goes through all this therapy. Let's say there's more to the story than we realize. And she still ends up wanting to stay anyway. Then what? Are we going to cancel her? You know what I'm saying? We say cancel him. Of course, everything that you're saying is valid. Everything that he did is disrespectful, degrading. He needs to be dealt with. But with that said, if she still stays, if she still decides to stand by him, do we say, oh, well, cancel her too? I mean, nobody has really been canceled for real, for real yet. Uh, this is I, I, I know what you're saying. Who? I, I don't R. say Kelly canceled. has been canceled for real, for real. Yeah, he's been canceled for real. For real. Okay. Um, but no, no, I wouldn't cancel a sis. I wouldn't. I'd recognize her as someone who, um, you know, they call Stockholm Syndrome. People who get who get held hostage 
you know, end up falling in love with the host- hostage taker. They call mm-hmm. it Stockholm. Like there, they are. There could be reasons why she feels she needs to stay with him. For so right. I'm not going. And you're right. Pray for her. She needs help. She needs therapy. But she is not the uh, a perpetuator of the violence. That's the Ariana Grande, um, Mac Miller type relationship where, you know, he was doing drugs. He was somewhat suicidal. And she was saying like she she felt almost responsible for him actually going through and killing himself and overdosing. So what? wait a minute. What? What are you talking about? When Mac Miller killed himself, he OD'd. She was saying she felt somewhat responsible because they used to date. And what and to Rob's point, when you're with somebody who you know is going through something privately and it becomes a public situation, it took her a lot to run from that situation, Ariana Grande. I'd imagine for this woman, if, to Neil's point, it's possible that it may take a lot for her to leave that situation. I think a lot of us can, you know, sit in our little nice little, you know, glass houses and say, leave that dude, you know, walk away. You know, it's, it's really simple to say that kind of shit. In reality, though, these are two humans. They both have emotions. I'm not absolving him of anything. I want to be clear about that. He should be held accountable. However, to just simply say, walk away, you don't know what she's invested in the relationship. You don't know how she feels. That's why, again, she if she come, if she chooses to Ross Point to come out and speak, I think that would be the profound statement and, and indicator around, you know, what what and how the public should respond. He should be he should be dealt with for sure, but this is this is her situation and what she wants to happen should be what people support. And you know what, though, now that I think about it, I kind of agree or not even kind of I wholeheartedly agree with Ra. She shouldn't make a statement because we as we as human beings, we like to throw our opinions out there. So if in the case she decides to stand by him, society's going to look at her like you're bugging. You get what you get if that happens. You know what I mean? So don't say shit. Don't say nothing. Right. I mean, this is one of them situations. Unfortunately, it's all in the news and whatnot like that. Um, but she wouldn't be the first bad. person. I mean, you think about, you know, Khloe Kardashian and Lamar Odom. And that dude almost died. She was by a side and people looking at her like she was crazy when everything went down with them. You got Chris Brown and Rihanna. I mean, like that whole dynamic. I mean, when you were with somebody for a number of years or in, in, a, in, a, in a very... Um, emotionally charged situation, it's very difficult to just pick up and walk, walk, pack your bags and walk out of that situation. Some people, right. they can do it like that. Um, I've, I've seen this up close and personal where people, I've seen people get beat up and, and you know, what I do at work, people get beat up, people come to the store, black eyes, they, they come to work, all of this stuff that they go through, but yet and still, when you discuss their options with them, they choose to go back home. They choose to re, you know, re, reinsert themselves in that situation. Sometimes they fear that if they leave, that person may go after them and kill them. So they feel like it's safer to be in a situation when you know you, you could get beat up, but maybe not killed, as opposed to you leave and you could get killed. Like it's 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 a really weird dynamic, man. So I think it's it's real easy for us to kind of say from afar what she should and shouldn't do. Yeah, and right. I would recommend it, but I don't know if it's as simple as that. Right. Because I could tell you, like, one of my earliest memories is um, seeing my mother get beat up by her boyfriend at the time. And um, and that wasn't the first time it happened. And then one of the most immediate memories after that was her packing up me and my brother so we can go to a homeless shelter for women and kids. Mm. But I, I can imagine as an adult. 
what did it mean for her to leave an apartment that she was situated in? Like the boyfriend would come to our apartment. So what did it mean for her to give up that apartment? What does she have to go through mentally to put herself in a space to give up that apartment, give up that stability to go to a homeless shelter? And then we had bounced around in, in shelters for at least a year and a half, almost two years after that. So you, you really don't know what people have to weigh to get to that point. Uh, so I would just say support her regardless of what she go through. But at the same time, be adamant when looking at Chad Wheeler and being like, you ain't ish. So, I mean, with all that said, is it possible for him to get back into the league, in your opinion? So let's say right now Seahawks dropped him. He's out the league. He's doing what he's got to do. Blah, blah, blah. He did not get dropped. The well, I'm saying if I, okay, I'm sure in time they're going to get to that because I'm assuming let's just say that he's been dropped by the Seahawks. He's out the NFL, blah, blah, blah. Hypothetically, he does a year of therapy. Maybe let's say she does forgive him or they've man, you know, they go on 60 minutes. Everything is cool. Can he kind of come back into the good graces of people? I guess you could say he's done. Yeah, he, should he, be done yeah. he should be done. Cause look at, I'm looking at it from a, a, a standpoint of fair and consistency. Like what's the brother you said in Baltimore that went through Ray, that? Ray Rice. Ray Rice, Ray Rice went through yeah. it. He was done. What's the old dude that was, uh, oh man, he was out there. He beat the girl from love and hip hop. They was married and he got done. Chad Johnson. Word. When, Chad, when Ocho Cinco did that with his girlfriend and he was on Ayana Fix My Life and all that, he was oh, done. Wow. His whole ball career was done. So Damn. Yeah, but he, was at, he was at the telling of his career. It was, there are people in the, in the, in the, the NFL has more people that they will reintegrate into their league who have been uh, facilitators of domestic violence than not, right? So there are some, some, some exceptions, clearly. But uh, that's a great question. I don't. I don't know if if he should be accepted or not. I think that's up to her. But as the a matter of fact, the, oh. the way the way she would the way he would be accepted is how she leads him into the conversation. Like Ray Rice's wife has made it almost acceptable for people to re-receive Ray Rice into you know public eye. They've kind of they've, they've receded. However, when they go out together to hold she's holding his hand, she's standing by her man, she's doing all the things publicly. I don't know if privately, but everything publicly she's showing you everybody is he's he's solid now. He, he mm-hmm. fucked up big time. He 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 know he messed up. There was a different situation going on, but this is a different dude right now. If she did that, would people accept him? He's a white dude. Of course they would. But on two things too, to follow up what you're saying too, Keltrick, and it's just commented. Um, they treated. I'm sorry, my bad, dog. They did Mike Vick dirty. You know what I'm saying? And Mike he, Vick. Mike Vick nah, did dog. beat up a woman. A dog? Come on, cuz a dog and a woman is two different things to me. And but, I, not, but I see how America is about their pets. And what's about Big Boy, who's accused of beating up his girlfriends? Um, Ben Roethlisberger. He had so many cases against him. And he's still no, in the league. It's all love. You're you missing it. I think you may have some alternative facts. Mike Vick was a part of dog fighting. The example I would, I think that's a good example of the hypocrisy of America for sure. That's what I mean. That's what America. I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. But even with Ben Roethlisberger, like Ben Roethlisberger was accused of raping like like women. Exactly. He never was Accusation. prosecuted in in right. Georgia. In Georgia, though, and in Georgia, Ben Roethlisberger, white dude, it was in it was in the sticks. It's kind of swept under the rug, but that's the way it repeats mm-hmm. itself plenty of times mm-hmm. for plenty of people, whether it be black, white, or Hispanic, or whatever. Well, yeah, I think ultimately, if he does what he's supposed to do, 
as a if he's a good enough football player, they will figure out a way to get him back into the league. But we all offer football in the NFL anyway because of the police brutality things from two years Kaepernick. ago. Kaepernick, yeah. So now, Rob, that was just all hypothetical. Ross still watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Been watching <laughs> NFL. There you go. Shanning yourself. <laughs> no comment. But uh, so, and that kind of like brings up, I guess, another kind of thing, man. I I see this a lot. I've been in Facebook jail for the last couple of weeks. Why? So I've had to be. Why am I in Facebook jail? Yeah. Um, the way that they do it is like it's progressively more and more and more time. So if you say something or do something that is, you know, against the rules or whatever, then you get put in Facebook jail. So. Now I had like a day and then I had like a week and now I'm up to a month. And then after this, I'm going to get like, I don't know. I might just be banned permanently. Who knows? But my point is I've had to kind of read things that people are saying. And I feel like there's a lot of animosity. Oh, so you still have visibility. You just can't do anything. Right. Like a strip club. I don't, I don't <laughs> quite, I didn't make that connection, but no, I'm okay. Just saying. To, to me, is you know, strip, I hate strip clubs, right? So it doesn't make sense to I me. Mean, you go in there, you see all this stuff, and you give me your money. It just don't make sense. You just you a voyeur at this point. Basically, yes, yeah, but it never mind. Okay, so all that to say, men and women, and it's a lot of animosity and whatnot like that. And I was just like, we spend a lot of time on this show talking about women and what they should do and what they shouldn't do and, you know, yakety-schmackety. So I figure it's only fair for us to discuss, like, men and what we are or are not doing correctly. Because according to the women on social media, we are trash. Just downright worthless and pitiful. And so I kind of want to know, do y'all feel like this is accurate? This is uh, legitimate? And if so, what we need to do to just be better individuals. You know what I'm what saying? What social media posts you be seeing, though, John? I mean, Twitter. You made, you made a statement that said, not us four, but that men are trash. Yes. I don't see that. I don't see that a lot from women. Really? Bashing the men saying they're trash? But you're not really on social media that much. So that's it. it you're going to have to take my word for it. This is, these are discussions that I had literally all damn day yeah. on Facebook, Twitter. Look at look what Rose said. You name it exactly. I mean, this I don't know. Rose. I don't even Rose know who Rose is. is. Rose is in the groups in on Facebook. This all happens in Facebook groups. So to me, I mean, this is a this some a discussion that is had a lot on social media. This is not the kind of thing that you would have in person. Is this a black is this a black woman black man dynamic, or is this like all women say this about all men? I have no idea what any other ethnicity is talking about, and never will care if I ever am talking about people, I am talking about black people on this show. So yes, we talk about black people, black men and women. I don't know what Polynesians be doing. So that said, is there a way for us to be like, you know, better or do you think we good as is and the women are tripping? It might be the men, it might be the one it might be the men those women are picking. So it's the women's fault. There you no, go, no, like no, 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 whoa, 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 my friend. We're not doing that today, buddy. <laughs> wait a minute, what'd you say? Wait a minute, wait a minute, what'd you say? Because, man, I said, did I misunderstand? I said we are not doing it that. No, I, what I, my statement was, it might be the men those women are picking. You tried to put it off as me saying, oh, it's the women's fault altogether. Nah, I ain't doing that, buddy. No, I'm okay, you said that it's the, wimp, it's the men that the women are picking. That's the problem. 
Right. right. Don't say a universal that all men are trash. It might so be the men. It's the men picking. You might have a women are picking. No, you might have a certain mold. You might be stuck in a certain criteria. That's all. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say. I've been told all men are trash. I begrudgingly so, will. I'm just saying. I mean, selfishly, I'm gonna say no. It's not all men. I, I don't think that's an accurate assessment. However, begrudgingly, I would. I would. I think about the situation in New York where the woman was assaulted, there you beat go, up bro. by a group by a group of dudes who she rejected their advances, so they jumped her and beat her up. Those are, those are, they're, they're cowards, right? I would imagine that. I think about a woman I used to date. Some dude tried to make an advance towards her, and she rejected, it and they spit on her, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember that, John? And I was, inf- I wasn't clearly, I was, I don't even know these people. I never, I didn't find out about it until I got home. But I was infuriated with behind some shit like that. And so when you think about, and that was twenty some twenty plus years ago, right? So I think about what what I believe women experience based on what I'm when I ask them follow questions because I. I I, I do take what you say and ask people that I know. It doesn't apply to everybody, but I believe there's probably some validity, a high degree of validity to things that you're talking about that men really do some 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 childish some, you know, some really crucial crazy stuff. Um, what can be done about it, I think, is just a level of accountability that we we have yet to express to one another. If the dudes that was around that dude who beat up the woman in New York because she was like, no, they should have whooped that dude's ass. Like, man, what you doing? Like, what, you, what are you, why are you, she said no, leave it alone. He needs um, a dog shit whooped about his ass, dog. I mean, that, I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm pretty sure some people may pull him up, but in terms of checking men, checking men, when men do some BS, those things probably happen few far in between. If it does happen, maybe it happen behind closed doors and not publicly. Thank you, V. People yeah. do things publicly and know that they might not get the same kind of reaction um, or even chin check, you know, in public that they would, might get in private. So we got some work but, to do. Man. And, and you know what? I see a, a lot of comments in there. I'm just flashing back to when I was a teenager. We've all we've seen it sometimes, too. I, I've never understood that shit. Like a dude will try to holler at a female, you know, come up all cavalier. Excuse me, miss. Can I talk to your beautiful and she'll politely say, no, thank you, or I'm not interested. And I don't know rude shit or nothing like that. Then all of a sudden this, fuck you, bitch, you ugly anyways. I'm like, yo, three seconds ago, you was trying to talk to her. But now just because she told you no, or she politely said, I'm good, thank you, now you calling her out of name? That's that's crazy to me. I never understood that shit. But it's been going, that's been going on almost damn near forever. Sad but true. I mean, and a lot of people are saying in the comments that, Men need to step up and mentor and talk to other men. Um, unfortunately, there's really no forums for us to do these types of things anymore. You know what I'm saying? Other than the men that you know, like your sons and nephews and little cousins and womp womp like that, who where are you gonna just suddenly find a whole bunch of dudes to go talk to? It, it I just mean, it depends. Like that. I, I, I mean, there's mentoring too. groups out there, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. And, I used to do that in my high school. Me and a couple of dudes, kind of like the four of us, would pull up like 30 youngins. But one, they have to be receptive of it. They have to want to listen and hear what you got to say. You know what I mean? Because you could you could counsel or mentor 30 dudes for two hours. Everything be great. But as soon as they leave out the door, they back to their 
street shit again. So, you know what I mean? It has to be on them to want to change. It's too late, though, in high school, in my opinion. They say the real influential years is middle middle school and that later part of elementary school. Like, if you don't get them by then, you know, you're kind of already going to be setting your ways. I mean, you could, you could venture back or pull back if you kind of got some little stuff on you, but you really need to get to, to young men mentoring them in middle school. There are also retreats, you know, in churches that people do, men's retreats, but a lot of the churches, not the population of people that attend the church is dwindling. Most most women go to church. Men are like, man, forget that stuff. Um, so it, I don't you know, know what I church is. I mean, you got to, men need their ass whooped. I mean, that's what, right. men respond to violence. But you know what I say to that culture too, though, for real, for real? And Wait a I minute. See somebody just said initiate the conversation. But we can mentor and do all that great stuff, but we can't walk in the shoe. We can't walk in the footsteps of these youngins. So as soon as they go back to whatever their environment is, they might forget everything we live because they got another code of needing how to survive. So it's like you could teach them everything and instill everything in them, but what are their other hours of their life like? You know what I mean? If you ain't got no place to sleep. It ain't no excuse. It's no excuse to value the woman. That sounds good to us now. That sounds good and legit now, but I'm saying. Rasheem Rasheem just told you that he lived in a shelter for a year. Almost two. Almost two years. The okay. man ain't ever told you that he violated a woman and beat her up. And uh, and th- that's his character and his moral fiber, but I'm sure maybe in that same breath, he probably knows some people that do. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not taking away from it, but just because no, Rob groomed himself that way don't mean that, you know what I mean? Can 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 I can I get up in here real quick? No. Um I'm 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 going gonna get up in anyway listen I, I i think it's good what we the, the road we on in terms of accountability holding each other to the, our feet to the fire um i think that works but i don't think that's that's all that this discussion is about um a lot of uh, men are victims of the society we live in and and even though we are black men um who who are oppressed at the same time and i've said this before we still play the role of the oppressor. Um, we are in a community, we are in a, in, in a society that makes the value of men greater than the value of women. And we get indoctrinated with that as well. We get brainwashed with that as well, even though we just black men on that rung. Um, I say that to say, anytime we come in contact with people who challenge what we feel is our superiority, over them women we act stupid so it's more than just um john uh, uh, rose says smash the patriarchy john that's what i'm talking about we we are beneficiaries of a patriarchal society and we gotta challenge patriarchy just as much as we we challenge holding ourselves accountable because we could be accountable accountable to each other is all we want but we're gonna be just like the white liberals who are out there crying that they down for the cause but at the same time they benefiting from the racism that we see in the community. So I think there's a, a bunch of things that we need to look at when we discuss this. And I think that's one of them. What are you about to say, John? You about to say something? I mean, I was about to say that um, I think that the patriarchy is traditional behavior and that traditional behavior is upheld by all members of a community. And if people want to dismantle the patriarchy, there's a plenty of things that people can absolutely do. I am trying to. We not talking about people. 
John's economy, and that's wait, kind wait, of hold my a second, John. John, forget we're not talking about what people we talk what people can do. What can we as men do? Men do to um, make sure that we are not buying into or perpetuating a system that that puts its knee on the neck of women, black women specifically, black women specifically. What I believe is in my best interest to do, and in the black woman that I'm attempting to raise to do, is to equip her the best way that I know how with the tools and the resources that she will need to survive a very cold and brutal world. So that's kind of what I am doing to, um, you know, uplift and all of the above. I think that this world, this culture that we live in, uh, chews people up and spits them out, both men and women. And if we are trying to dismantle that, I think that people really just needs to, you know, uh, examine really what they mean by that and how deep they want to go with it. Because I don't believe that people really, really, really want to dismantle the patriarchy, quote unquote. They simply want to um, kind of keep the status quo. Because if you was really about the things that you wanted to be about, there's plenty of stuff that we could be doing, but we're not going to do those types of things. Because it would be like dismantling the whole culture and society. And listen, John got a point. I don't think the masses of men want to dismantle the patriarchy system. It just, they just won't do that. Most people of power won't relinquish power. If black, I had a discussion with some friends of mine. It sounds going to sound weird, but maybe it won't. Yes, it will. Probably so. (laughs) But they were talking about the number of black men that were supporters of 45. Right. And part of that is because he didn't want to break the system down. Like it was, men first money first and for a lot of for a number of years black men were kind of on this and still probably to this day mm-hmm. if you make money you can be accepted if you are of this certain echelon or caliber of individual as a black man you could be integrated or accepted into you know the the white man's world as tupac would say um so i, I think i think it would be very very difficult to dismantle a system that Men, white men, black men, Asian men, all men benefit from. Um, I, I think it'll be hard to do, man. Can 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 I give an example real quick? Um, maybe maybe do maybe not this, give Rose the mic. Uh, yeah, I'm not giving Rose the mic because she'd be popping off all night long. Um, so maybe um, dismantle may not be the right word. Maybe the word is just don't participate in it. Let How let you- let. There's no way that you cannot participate. Yeah, can I give an example? So you know the newest craze now is um Clubhouse, right? So I was I was on Clubhouse the other night listening, and y'all know I halfway don't even like it. So I'm in this room, and the question that popped off this room was whether or not women should be submissive to men who ain't their husband. And you had men on the panel, like submissive, like you know, women submit to your wives, I mean to your husbands, da 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 the whole biblical thing, right? So you had men up in 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 the room on the stage running the room telling the women that in order to be a, a good submissive wife, you have to practice practice that submissiveness while you in a relationship with your man, your boyfriend. So in essence, you should submit to your boyfriends, your men, those men you're in relationships with in the process of being, you know, learning how to be a good wife. Because how can you learn how to do it once you get married if you haven't practiced it? So when I say don't participate in it, don't be a dumb man, a stupid man, telling a bunch of women they need to submit to men because you want to have a bunch of submissive women around you. 
That's participating in it. Don't say stupid stuff like that. Don't expect stupid stuff like that. If you expecting dumb stuff like that, then you are participating in the patriarchy. So I'm saying let white folk think that if, if, if that's what they think. Let other people think that if that's what they think. But don't you go think that and don't you go promote that. I mean, it's, 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 it's young men that, correct? They're telling all women. It was not the women in this group. They were telling women. It was, it, was, it was a few men and it was a few hundred women listening to these men. And they were saying, y'all need to be submissive to men even though they're they not your husband. Now, when I got on the stage and I told them that they sounded stupid, they booted me off the stage and kicked me out. Damn. Because that was just dumb. I mean, rightfully so, they should have kicked you out because you, you're not speaking what they want to hear. Um, here's the deal, in my opinion, from my point of view. I don't think, I think our role in this process, if it's going to be, what can we do to fix it, is to educate, have these conversations, talk about it at least, and ask women. I'm sorry how to we, interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt. 20 set time out. Rita, it is that dude that be doing to ask a black man anything, and he, he's crazy. LOL. I'm sorry, Cage. Go ahead. Did you really say LOL? That's what Rita typed. LOL. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Cage. I lost my thought. No, you didn't. Stop being like that. Stop, no, you didn't. Stop. I, like I, did, I literally did lose my thought. I ain't know you was built so weak like that. I apologize. I mean, it's not about that. I, I forgot. I'm, I'm listen. I'm sipping on tequila. You talking about what Rita said? You could have said that shit later. No, I wanted to Excellent. before I lost it. You could you 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 controlling the people that come up on the screen. You could, you could go back and hide. It's, it's hard controlling them. See, this is this, this is the patriarchy shit you need to dismantle right here. Right here. No, Word up, you, I can't do this for the fellas. No, no, no. You just tried to break. Bro, I tried to break Keltrick down. Talking about I didn't know you was built so weak. You know like what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It is true. Like how you trying to play me like that? Because you trying to get your rocks off right now. Wow. Okay. Well, you know it is what it is. Sometimes. See, this is this about to cannibalize each other right now. About to go in on each other. <laughs> I mean, there's one. Is... No, go ahead, John. My bad. So I was basically just about to say, you know, this is why it is so difficult to mentor young men because tone, what you say, how you say it, things can be misconstrued. And especially when you're young and you feel like you know everything, you as a, somebody that's like outside of your family, it's hard enough if they inside the family. But like people, uh, the people outside of your family, well, like, for example, I live in a predominantly Latino area. You've never been mentored, John, by someone outside of your family. I am going to have to say no. Well, I mean, that's a. I, I don't believe so. Um, I not in a formal sense. I have definitely watched people to see how they move and see how they do certain things and kind of either patterned what I'm doing after them. But it wasn't like, yo, I'm gonna take you under my wing. I'm gonna really help you out and womp womp womp. I, didn't I got a question for you. What kind of what man do you admire? Like, what man would you say you role model yourself after? Yo. I am never talking about my personal life for real because I'm tired of people like Rose hearing something I said on here and then being, you know, I'm not doing that. So I'm not, I'm not asking anything. I'm just, I'm just saying, who do you feel like? What man do you let me finish my point that I had real quick before you forget? There you go, John. So I live like in a predominantly Latino area. These young kids say nigga a lot. Okay. Uh, all of them. And they are not phenotypically black, as far as I'm concerned. I have, on numerous occasions, told like the 10 and 12 year olds that's on the basketball court, "Yo, why are y'all saying this word?" And they will they will chill, but as they get older, 
they don't give a damn what I got to say. You know what I'm saying? Because who am I? Because I'm 16 and I know everything. And y'all was 16 once. All I'm saying is uh, a lot of people were saying, yo, just mentor, just have the conversations, just do this, just do that. It's very difficult to have those types of potentially uh, difficult conversations with young people sometimes. It's not that easy. And hey if, if this is if this if that is your example that the kids are playing basketball, and you say stop saying the n-word, and my I was that's a weak example. I didn't say I didn't say stop saying it. I said why are you saying it? Because you ain't black. That's the kind of conversations I was having. But nonetheless, go ahead. That's still a weak example, in my opinion. Like it's not. It's absolutely a weak example. That's not mentor anybody. How are you mentoring? And that's not here's and, your and, behavior. And, that no, 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 hold up, hold up. Here's how you wrong. And, here's and, how I'm stepping in and saying that's not mentoring. That's not mentoring. And, and, Okay. And what we're talking about are black kids. This is you're, true. You're talking to Hispanic kids. And what you're doing is not even Africans. Okay. You're not mentoring. You're you're checking them. Like that's, that's, that's not the same thing. Okay. Yeah, respectfully yeah, or disrespectfully, it's not the same thing. Mentoring is not checking somebody. Mentoring is providing guidance, insights, helping mold somebody. You're, you're not doing that in a one-stop shop situation and that's one of the reasons why i asked whether or not he has had the mentoring experience because he just doesn't have a point of reference of what it means to be mentored by having that experience like mentorship is based off of relationship you built with someone so that if they do say hey young blood maybe you should reconsider using that word that the young blood then be like mm, maybe i should reconsider using that word because i have a relationship with that man and he wouldn't steer me wrong so that so that one for you and once again, I think this discussion goes well beyond just mentoring. That is not going to fix what has been ingrained in us because of the society. That'll be a piece of what we need to do. But um, I, I'm still going to bring us back to the fact that that's that's just that's the easy part. That's the easy part. Mentoring. Um, the hard part going to be the music. You said is what? The music is a is a gross contributor to the mentality. Oh, the music. Yes, that people listen to. It was a gross contributor to where people get some of the behavior and antics from. I remember very distinctly, like when I was young, hip hop was a lot more socially conscious. And then with the advent of like Death Row NWA, it went completely gangster. Gangster in hood, and you you very rarely will listen to some some hip hop or some rap that in many ways, somebody would say it's meaningful. Self-destruction was like a dope little song to me. I remember like as a kid, like self-destruction, had it for self-destruct. I mean, it was just a dope little song, right? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Fucking song. I mean, like I said, you got a, it was a dope song to me. But then, but, then, but then when you get to bitches ain't shit, you get to we don't love these hoes, you get to when I met you last night, baby, and everybody's seen the song. Like, it's not like women be listening to these tracks and be like, man, that's so disrespectful. Man, I don't want to listen to that. Like, they dance to the music, too. But people are internalizing these messages right now. We old enough now to distinguish between a song from reality. But we would be crazy. We didn't think like when we was in college or we was in high school, you didn't you didn't try some of that stuff sometimes. I mean, just be real. Um. Uh, Shoshana Little, Little John talked about there's no magic bullet and everyone contributes to change and she's absolutely right um, and we can't just throw up our hands and be like yo this is something that's just too hard for us to do so it, it's a bit of all of that it's a bit at looking at popular culture looking at music um, it's about looking at how we mentor it's about looking at the system of patriarchy Nika um, no, I'm not. 
<laughs> no, looking at, just looking at yourself. Yeah, yeah, right. And holding the mirror up to you. But then there's still work we have to do in the community. And then when you put all those pieces together, then there has to be an intentional discussion about how we treat the women in our community. Mm. And and that's something that when we have that, when we have Mm. that discussion, we we then make excuses. I remember I went to a conference. I'm gonna get you. I went to a conference in um. Tennessee, I think. Well, it was no, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna jump in. I gotta jump in right quick because I'm gonna be built right. Go, so, go ahead. You said a great word, community. It's not about your family. It's about your community. I just wanted to make that distinction that you said the word community, and that's very important because it's not what you do in your own close personal circle. You got to expand that circle in some situations and in instances. I'm saying it's about both of those, like all of those. I don't think that there is no. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not that. But so the point that I was trying to bring up is that when we get to talking about these things, I'm going to go back to Adora's comment because it's pretty long. And I want people to see it. When mm-hmm. we get to talking about those things, um, what happens is we start to make excuses. So I'm at this conference at, at, a, um, at a HBCU in Tennessee, and they were talking about, you know, what does it mean to be a man? And everyone up in there is like, oh, you know. There's no real manhood. You do what you do and you do it how you can do it. And if you slip and you slip and granted, everyone needs a little grace. No one's going to get it perfect. But they was giving each other loopholes to complete be complete assholes and be like, I'm still I'm still responsible. I'm a still responsible man. And I'm like, nah, nah, you, you can't intentionally be out there being an asshole to everyone who crossed your path and think that that's cool. So I think there needs to be a specific, a, a, a dedicated, consistent conversation about the things we're going to hold each other accountable to in terms of how we interact with each other as a community and how we interact with our women specifically and how we protect our women specifically and statements we make about protecting our women specifically and what we're willing to do to protect our women specifically. And I think if we go that route with with a bunch of other things, of course, we might be able to make some headway here. And the other thing, sisters, I see y'all in the comments going hard on that that submission thing. I threw that out as an example. Um, Maybe we will throw that as a, a topic of discussion uh, in, in the upcoming weeks about because we got one more little topic and I don't know if we even going to really be able to touch on this one. Y'all got to kind of yeah. let All right, let's go. We got an hour already, but we, I, I mean, when I started it, I mean, we ain't got an hour. Come on now. Right. You're right. Okay. So one more thing that's been kind of making the rounds and I got uh, thrown this later on this evening. I'm very glad about this. A meme or a post on Facebook that I saw that was from a woman that was saying she wanted to talk to her dark skinned daughter about the difficulties that she was going to face in the dating world, in the marriage market as she got older, because this is a woman talking to her daughter. She says that the um, people are going to hold your color against you. People are going to treat you differently because you are darker skinned. And so she wanted to get her daughter, you know, in the mindset of that's okay. That person might not like me to somebody else for me and not get hung up on that rejection or whatever the case is. All four of us have daughters. Do you feel like this is something that you should discuss with your daughter? Is it real? Is it, you know, uh, uh, accurate? I don't even know what to say. Uh, accurate dialogue a point or is it just something you know that's specific to that one family or what listen i don't even know your synopsis was interesting however i, I sent it yeah okay i know uh, yeah but it was too long you sent it like two minutes before we started here's it i would say this 
I don't stop throwing him under the bus, Keltry. I read it. Word go up. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Support your brother, man. Stop I love your brother. I love him. That's right. He know I love him. I, we didn't we didn't been through the fire and back and then okay, some. There you go. <laughs> what I would say about that post, and I, I could be totally wrong. I'm, I might get this ready for this. I don't believe that. I didn't get the impression that the the father of the daughter was around. If the father of the daughter was around, I don't know if that post is necessary. Let me let me read this real quick. No, no, no. What what I'm Wait, saying well. is. I think when men are involved in their daughter's lives, you don't need to to have the discussion that she's trying to have. They're going to learn how a man is supposed to treat you from the way your dad treats you and talk to you and give you the game. Your dad should give you the game. Okay. And if, oh, oh. And if your dad if your dad don't give you the game, then your, the mom is going to do what she is saying that she need that she wants to do to help, kind of help protect her her daughter. And her feelings, and I, I get it, right? That's 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 she wants to nurture her her daughter, so she doesn't waste her time. But I'm gonna put a link to this in some kind of fashion, so you all can see exactly what I'm talking about. I wanted to read it real quick. Just, I mean, I'm not even gonna read but the whole. You can thing. put it in the uh, Facebook comments. There you go. I put it in Facebook. In, yeah. So I'm gonna read uh, just a little bit of it. She says, "Parents of black, dark-skinned, four C daughters need to talk about colorism." slash texturism in dating preference. I've begun this conversation with my daughter so that she is more prepared. She will be going off to college in three years and she will be prepared to snatch y'all's colorist's colorist little son's soul. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Tell your daughter that there are men, including men who look like her, who will use her for sex and emotional labor, but do not find her marriageable or dateable. So these are the kind of things that she's talking about, trying to get her daughter prepared for going off to college and you know all of the above and i i didn't really see that it was um i would never downplay individuals history so i'm not saying that it doesn't happen that dark women or women um, 4c has to do with your hair texture i don't know who the hell came up with that designation but that's what that means keltrick neil whatever so whatever your hair issue is whatever your skin tone is is going to be people that don't like you okay um, I think this is just my opinion. Um, women are not acculturated to accept rejection. When they are rejected, it really bothers women very, very deeply. And I think that they tend to um, linger on that rejection much more so than men do or the most men do, than most men do. Um, and what I mean by that is somebody might have told a woman, hey, you're too dark for me, your hair too nappy for me, you're short or whatever the, whatever the reason was. And she's held on to that and has remembered it and it hurt her feelings and that's for life and that's it. But the other 10 dudes that loved her skin tone and loved her short hair are like, okay, yeah, whatever. But this one dude from eighth grade told me that he really didn't like me. So I'm mad about that. Whereas men, if you was black, Back in the day, that it wasn't all that popular. If you had, you know, a short, ugly hairstyle, it wasn't that. I'm not saying it's not real, Rose. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm saying that <laughs> women are more not capable of handling rejection. Okay, because not everybody's gonna like you. That's just the way it is. Maybe it's because you're too dark. Maybe it's because your hair is too short. Whatever the case is, he don't like you. So there's others that will focus on them. It's just my opinion. So when you an outlier, no matter what, you're gonna get Oof. something. If you look too good, people are gonna be people are gonna think you are you a snob or you a bitch because you're too fine, and they're gonna hate on you. If you ugly or proceed to be ugly, people are gonna dog you and crack jokes on you. If you in the middle, 
then you might be, you're going to catch some jokes, but it won't be as much as the people who are really, really pretty or the people that people perceive really, really ugly. It's just, it's, it's, it's the outlier syndrome. Like, I don't, I don't, so not, there, I, there, oh, go ahead, Kelsey, my bad. There, there is some, there is some validity to darker skinned women having a more difficult time. I remember growing up, people would be like the African booty scratcher. That was the dumbest joke ever, but people would say that if somebody was really, really dark skinned. I don't, I assume that may still exist. I mean, because the jokes that they tell now are the same jokes we probably told when we was a little kids. These kids is woke as hell. They would not talk about that kind of thing. That would be really, really uncool for these kids today. And that's good to hear, right? So when you think about adversity you're going to face, all of us have had some adversity. I mean, I grew up people joking about my big nose. I mean, I had to, it, it took some, some, some jokes and you know you have to be like okay I got to crack some jokes back too like you got to be able to just deal with the adversity and the and the and the travails of life and and figure out how to how to navigate that how your ego can be it won't be bruised beyond that right so when you and so like this woman who wrote this she's hurt Word. she's yeah. had some experiences mm-hmm. that that she's projecting on her daughter who her daughter may not even have anything remotely like this. Thank and you, she could be scarring her, in my opinion. But you know. And that's exactly what I thought. I'm sitting here saying to myself, like, your daughter could be probably positive and beautiful and have no idea what the fuck you talking about, <laughs> but you just living your past up on her, and she looking at you like, ain't nobody ever told me I was ugly. Shit, I got dudes trying <laughs> to holler at me type shit. What? You know what I mean? So sometimes I think parents do that. They put their fear or their how their college life was or what shit happened to them. Oh, you're going to go to college. So this is going to happen to you too. Like, man, no, no. But I mean, everything that we're talking about is real. I guess I've never had a color talk to my daughters. I've never had a, Oh, don't put your hair in locks because society. I'm like, nah, like you said, Kelsey, to your point, you know how I do with my daughters. I tell them they're beautiful. I give them all positive affirmations. And I guess to your point, to to some degree, or maybe to a large degree, that builds their self-esteem. So if they hear anything else other than what I was telling them or what y'all have told them, they'll be like, no, nah, that's not true. And don't worry about it. But it still trips my mind to really think that they are beautiful, dark skin or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Young girls out here that's really tripping off that like. I don't know. That's crazy to me. I think I think the mother's just putting her fear on her or some torturous shit that happened to her on her daughter, and that's not fair. I think um, it, it a lot of it might have something to do to the... the, the we're in a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when we were younger, uh, there was a lot of colorist stuff going on that we probably didn't see as colorist because we were young. I mean, to the point where even grand, grandparents was looking at grandbabies like, oh, he or she is too dark. Mm-hmm. And and we and we and that may ex- that may still happen now, but in this day and age, I think there is more support for darker skin beauty, coarser hair beauty, locks, curls, black girl magic. Like there's more support for all of that now. To the point where I don't know if y'all was peeping it um this this week or last week. It's some little um uh, Puerto Rican chick. I don't know if she's Puerto Rican or Dominican. She might be Dominican. Uh, she's a singer named Danny Lee. Yeah. And she she's dating. I don't know who she's dating. Um, Ari Pony. Oh, okay, wait, she that song. And that's she put out that song talking about you know. Get yourself uh, heat, a yellow girl. Yeah, he no a uh, 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 a yellow, yellow bone. bone, a yellow yeah. bone, and yellow yeah. bone. You know, versus dark skin. 
yellow bone, light skin, but light skin black girl. And you know, people are sitting back and they blasted her. But did you see her her thing though? I mean, I don't know if it's valid, but I think she, the perspective that she was coming from, she was just like, I'm a, I consider myself a light skinned yellow bone. See, she was just making a song saying, get yourself a girl. Here's my my problem. They, well, they, when, saying, when they when they say yellow bone, they're not talking about someone from 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 um a, 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 a white looking Latina. They're not when they say yellow bone, and that's what she is. She's a white looking Latino. So you can't tell me I consider myself a yellow bone. I don't care what you consider yourself. You're not a yellow bone. See, that's one of those comments really? that people be like, "There's yes. three sides. There's three sides to the truth. Yours, mine, and the truth." No, there's only the truth. Black folk who were considered light skin were considered yellow bone. You ain't a black person. So no, I don't care what you consider. You ain't black. So you running around here. So that's one issue. The other issue is you're using a colorist term that was used to separate us and divide us. And you doing it like, eh, it just is what it is. Like Jennifer said, her apology was whack. It was straight whack. So no, no. I don't even know what's going on with that, but okay. Yeah. I mean, yellow bone, red bone, but if you call somebody a black bone, it would probably be a problem. Neck bone, collarbone, whatever. Keep going. Well, I mean, um, you know, this this whole little article right here threw me for a loop because I agree with y'all. I would never tell my daughter, you know, there's men that's not going to like you, but I maybe should because there are going to be men that do not like her for a variety of reasons. Somebody said in the uh, comments, any reason or none, they might not like you. That's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? But but, but Cage is a Cage. I want you to be careful projecting the type of person you are, the type of man you are on average dudes. Like, like not everyone, and someone mentioned that in the comments, not everyone, not all men are going to treat their daughters the way you treat your daughter. You know, so um, there are men out there who won't have, who won't treat them to the point where they recognize their beauty before walking out the door so that no one can challenge them on that. And if they are challenged, they could be like, shut up. I'm gorgeous. Mind your business. Go that way, you know. So, um, but then let me ask a question because we all we are all fathers of daughters right here. And I just saw a post. I want to see if y'all would agree with it. I think a a, a person just said sometimes fathers can put so much esteem into their daughters that when the daughters go out, their heads might be up here. Do you think that's true, or do you think that's just dads giving positive praise and telling the daughters? You're amazing. You're beautiful. Whatever. Was it a was it who was it a woman or a man who shared who put that out there? A woman just now. So you're saying that the woman go out there, the girl go out there, and she ends up at, at the term we've used, outkick their coverage. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say outkick their coverage, but you know, your, your dad just your dad just bigged you up, thinking you're the most beautiful woman in the world, because in daddy's eyes you are. But then when you go out into the real world, you really think. This is there a dangerous slope? I have I have seen some not typically attractive people in the world setting it on fire because they had the right esteem and they had the right confidence Mm. and what they look like didn't matter. You couldn't tell them nothing. Facts. Uh, I just wanted to point out this is kind of playing into the patriarchy because we are discussing women and their attractiveness and how the world will treat them differently and, you know, all this other good stuff. We're not placing no value on it. She did. I'm just merely saying we're we're commenting on that. Gentlemen, we are commenting 
all of us, this is all part of it. We are in the patriarchy right now. This is not part of the patriarchy. John. This is we are part of the patriarchy. If we are out part there, of the patriarchy. We are part are, of the patriarchy. We are part of the patriarchy, right? but we are we are not out here saying that the mama is absolutely correct. Little girl, you dark skin, and they're gonna treat you funny. And you know, or better yet, we're not saying that little dark skin girl, you are funny looking. We're not saying that, you know. Um, so I don't what I don't know what you mean. Funny looking. I mean, I lean, what if your yeah. daughter was funny looking? I lean back on what I just said. I've seen people who are not stereotypically or typically attractive go out and set the world on fire because they had the right personality, they had the right attitude, and and they had they they didn't care. No one. It, I, <laughs> sorry. Some 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 black mamas old school. Like you got to think about the generation. You you I think you spoke about this a little earlier, right? Seeing the generations and how people grew up. Mm, uh, I like old, that, Rose. An old school mother will tell their daughter all their faults to pr to help protect them. Hey, you got to make sure you you got the, you're this size. Make sure your hair looks like this. Make sure your nails look like this. So I don't know if that was because of their experiences and providing and instilling into their kids, their daughters, like things that they think will help, you know, put them in the best position that they can in in, in this world. And our generation, we have the ability and the opportunity to do something very different. Whether we choose to accept that and, and, instill, and instill that in our kids or not, it's truly up to us. But they don't have to have the same experiences that we did or you know our spouses did when they was growing up. So, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting concept. I don't I don't fault the mom. I, I do think she's projecting, but I get where it's coming from. It's trying to protect her, her kid to make sure that she is. She's not heartbroken because my son was sick this week. Um, he's four months, turned four months this week. Looking at this little dude sick, it broke my heart. My daughter was sick. You know, she can tell me that she doesn't feel well. That stuff breaks my heart. So you just can imagine, you know, your kid, you know, getting heartbroken by somebody and you're like, man, you just want to, you want to, you want to protect them from everything. You know, you can't, but you do the best that you can to kind of protect them from, from as much as possible. Yeah. But we got to be careful what we do in the name of protection, because oftentimes we, we find ourselves um, giving our children complexes. And because they are still children, all the, they're sponges and they, they will soak up our insecurities. And now we, we send them out in the world and they scared of everything because we, we made them scaredy cats like they are. They're, they're, it's like they're clay and we're molding them. So we have to be careful how we mold them. Facts. Facts. Well, I mean, there you have it. Touched on a whole lot of different little things here. I mean, y'all got some final words for the people. It's going on an hour and 20. We feel like we've touched on it all. We talked about Sean Watson. Oh, man, so they got a lot of bathroom models out there. That's IG for you. <laughs> so I th Shout out to the Silhouette Challenge. challenge. There's a new challenge. Out. Okay. There's a new challenge. Um, the Silhouette Challenge. Oh, gosh. Google that. Um, yeah, but okay, so the moral of the story is pump your daughters up, tear down the patriarchy, uh, and That's what saying that too. get money. That's what it sounds like is the uh, um, what two weeks? Uh, second, listen, y'all, we do every Thursday with the exception of the second week of the month. That second week, we do Wednesdays. We're gonna try to keep everyone up. In terms of you know with the posting, so you know when. But the second week of the month, we do on Wednesdays. So that that second Wednesday of February, we are gonna have our, our favorite guest back, Mimi Brown from um, 
Fox, I think, 11, L.A. Um, producer on it, uh, personality. So we bring, you know, Mimi's going to grace us again. So y'all come on through and have um, some questions and stuff for her because we're going we gonna to get back into it. Maybe that's the week we talk about submission. I was, I, know. I was just about to say that. Maybe that's the week we talk about submission. Right. Mm. Should a woman yeah. submit to her man. But we, she gonna be speaking on behalf of all women, like we speaking on behalf of all men. It's just, it just, it just ain't even fair. She's just right? going to add her own perspective. I understand that, yeah. But people be acting like we speak. I it think is we, funny like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, people will respond to we me. We did, Queen. We did, and be like, "How dare you say X, Y, Z?" And I'd be like, "It's just my damn opinion." Yeah. Rose, and check this out. I heard Rod talk about a couple of sayings. So the finger on the button was one. Was a good saying. What? No, what? You, said, you, said you, said, you said something earlier. I'll kick your coverage is a saying. Right. Yeah. Finger on the button is a saying. Uh-huh. Uh, there was another one you said before that was funny. Oh, my God. I can't remember. I got I to gotta think about it. It's from an earlier episode. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate that, Brandon. Well, there you go. So, once again, straight no chase of the podcast. We appreciate y'all listening. Hey, everybody that's drinking, put a little cheers up and a little thumbs right. up and thumb in, and the, in, the, in the comments. Next week, have y'all drinks with y'all. If y'all got a drink, exactly. someone, put, put, a, put a thumb up. Put a put a put a emoji. Next week, we all gonna drink. Next week, we all gonna drink like actual alcohol. Neil, you and me, you're not doing it. Neil's Neil is like a little Mister Olympia now, so he I'm gonna drink Neil's. So all right, so that's it. Y'all got a final word? What's the deal? Um, for me, I would say pray for all teachers going back. DC teachers going back next next Monday. So I'm going back in the belly of the beast in the classroom. Pray no, for y'all me. not. We get we getting snow on Sunday. Y'all first day back is gonna be a snow day. Watch. Well, I take it. I take y'all, it. I take that. I take y'all it. late, man. Y'all been going. Oh, that's right. Y'all been going back to school. Weird. Texas wide open. Wow. Mm. It's crazy. Wide open. Well, yes, definitely praying for the teachers, man. And I'm also praying for the kids because I want them to go back. You I was know? I want to do a it's couple of salutes. Is. Salute to Adora. I saw Jen had a couple of little jokes in there too. Um Rose. I saw Ish. I got yeah. it right. Um, and then uh Rita for sure. Just everybody that's listening, my man Brandon, you know, thank you guys for jumping in with us. You know, welcome. Shoshana, well, all your new folk. Right. And, and the young lady who we talked about her profile picture, she still ain't changed that joint. So thank you for coming back again too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't I can't forget a special shout out to my sister Nika. Love you. I Nika. Oh yeah. Family. All right. We out. All right. All right That's it. Next week. Like, yes. share, subscribe. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're gonna be back next week. Cherie, I forget about you, Cherie. Yep. You too. Oh, Jen too. Word up. Yes, I did pay my Trump bets. Whoever just asked that. Yes, he did. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's get up All out right, of here. Peace, peace. Peace. Don't put that out there no more. But I got you. Yeah. There you go. We're going to say peace out. God bless and good night. Straight. No chaser. No chaser.